it's um, great to be here at the Kensho Marketing Offices in Pittman's Alley today with my friend Stelios. Stelios, hi, thank you very much for joining me. Um, I don't know your so well, I do know your so many, but it's a bit unpronounceable, so... Uh, you can go apologies. ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> First of all, thank you for the for the invite. Um, um, apologies in advance. My surname is a little bit complicated, so my full name is Stelios Kyriagidis. Okay. So um, I'm Greek, Greek yep. Cypriot from Nicosia. Um, and what brings you to Jib? That's a good question. Um, I actually left Cyprus in 2010. I was very fortunate to work for one of the largest FX trading companies on the planet. What's FX trading for um, somebody who doesn't know? FX trading like is... Cryptocurrency? No, no. It's nothing to do. It's traditional finance. It's okay. um, financial trading, basically. Okay. When You know when you go and exchange um, euros to pounds and pounds to euros? Yeah. That in a much larger scale, much bigger amount, obviously. Okay. And so you were doing that in Cyprus. So what is your background? How did you... You went to uni, obviously there. Yes, so my background is in business with co-finance. My bachelor degree is uh, business business management. And then I started getting into uh, the financial industry when I started working for a company called Ava Capital Markets um, okay. as a back office assistant. In six months, I became back office manager. And wow. yes, I'm very young. <laughs> very young, at the age of young. 22. Um, wow, that's So uh, when uh, Ava Capital Markets left Cyprus, and went to Ireland. Mm, mm. Half of the team um, basically got hired from um, from Markets.com. We didn't know. We actually went to different interviews, different days. And the day, the first day we started, we started seeing all of our colleagues from um, our capital markets sitting down on their desks, and we're like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" I said, "What, what are you doing here?" I'm, I'm, I just started there. I said, "Oh, me too." So it was yeah, kind of I can call it the dream team back in the day, uh, kind of put together from moved from one company to another, yeah. which was a good move from the people who ended up putting markets.com because mm. everybody knew everyone mm. or the clearinghouses. It, it was exactly. Mm. And uh, then you were sent, and and then I was sent to Gibraltar to open the uh, the Gibraltarian office uh, in two thousand and ten. Yeah. And that's how I ended up in Gibraltar. And now you're still here 13 years later. Yeah, I ended up married and everything. So. <laughs> ah, yeah, I was going to say. So so you come to Jib, it's a bit like home because the weather's nice. The Correct. people are Mediterranean um, Correct. So, characters. So. Yes, the weather is very similar. Yeah. It's uh, very humid, very yeah. hot. Uh, people are very similar, passionate about their culture, very friendly, uh, which um, it was very easy for me to kind of... Um, Fit in. Exactly. And then you fall in love with the Janita. Exactly. And then Janita. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've had it. Yeah, you're here for good, no? Exactly. Um, yeah. I actually, I like Jib a lot. Like I said, it reminds me of home in a way, but in a mm. much m smaller scale, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it reminds me, it reminds me of home quite a lot. I do miss my yeah, family. you can but still go home. Uh, exactly. I try to go home yeah. at least on, once or twice a year. Of course. Um, so our connection, which I think is, is worthy of mentioning, yes. is because <laughs> I work at DHL. Yes. That's my normal job. And you came one day wanting to send your guitar somewhere it was saxophone oh, yes oh, saxophone, saxophone. Yes. and you were bringing it in or sending it out i was sending it out it was sending it out and we became well you became yeah. friends with nick and roseanne who i work with and exactly. then we became um friends from there and i always liked you because i always thought she he's a bit like me in the sense you are a chatterbox you yeah. love to talk <laughs> and you could you i could like talk. people in general so yes, yes so do i, I can talk exactly. for, uh, for hours so i can relate because i'm exactly yeah. the same and i enjoy meeting people and i thought you were very interesting and in those days i think you were still doing your financial 
I was still thing with here Microsoft in gym. Com, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. I was still it's with Microsoft Com. a long time com. ago. And then, um, and then you started Kenshaw Marketing. Correct. And when I came to see your offices one day, I was blown away by, by the level. Well, the offices are amazing. Thank you. And you've got a fab team. And then you showed me a bit of what you're putting out there. And I found it really interesting. So I've got a few questions. I want to know what interests you? Why, why financial and now something a little different? I will, I will explain. So everything started when I moved here in Gibraltar. Mm. Uh, the primary function of the Gibraltar office um, was primarily risk management, yep. financial trading, and marketing. So the oh, entire okay. marketing of the company was passing through the Gibraltar office. So I gained um, a lot of knowledge on how a business needs to be run as a business yeah and that obviously includes the marketing the sales and all the stuff so marketing was always something which was um very close to my heart mm. i think it's extremely important especially nowadays to have a very good understanding if, if even if um, your business doesn't require a lot of marketing i think it's very important for business owners to have a general knowledge of what marketing is and how they can utilize certain tools mm. uh, certain platforms to either gain more sales or increase their exposure so that's how I got into marketing in the first place um, after the first year I was uh, in Gibraltar like you said before I was extremely young yeah. I felt the need of doing a professional qualification um, on top of my bachelor degree so I've chosen to do um, a master's in financial risk management which was okay. what I used to specialize in financial risk management on the catch here was that I had to go to the UK because I got a scholarship based on you know my experience in mm -hmm. my CV. They offered me the only scholarship uh, of that year, and okay, so right. I left Gibraltar for a year. Right, and okay. I came back in two thousand and thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. With your masters, with my masters and everything, um, the landscape has changed obviously uh, mm. within those uh, couple of years mm. um, since I came to Gibraltar, and a lot of the investment banks have to close down and everything. By that time, things got um, really, really serious with with Nicole, with now my wife, yes. back then girlfriend. Serious as in happy, happy serious. Happy serious, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was like, mate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is it. together. So, so basically, yes. what happened is that Nicole was on. It was in the UK studying and working. She as a she's, GP. A doc, a G, she's a doc, she's a, she's a GP, GP, yeah. Um, so the catch was okay. When I finished from my master's, I finished second from the university, and they offered me a, a teaching position to do my PhD and work as a junior lecturer at the university. The problem was that Nicole was away for 10 years. So yes. she didn't want to stay away with the family and everything. So she said to me, yes. You either come back yes. or we can do something else. But I said, Look, I, I'm more than happy to come back. I mean, I was away mm. for a lot of time, blah, blah. And I said, okay, I'll come back. Obviously, by the time I come, I came back to Gibraltar. Things all the, are different. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, a lot different. So yeah. I thought, okay, um, the Microsoft.com offered me another two-year extension. Okay. The problem was that the company was sold to um, to a third party. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't a fan of the culture that they were developing the year I was away. And mm -hmm. I decided, okay, um, I would like to do something uh, for else. myself, uh, something else, something different that I, I can combine the experience that I had from mm. the, the last five years mm. in the financial industry, uh, but also do something that I like, something that I enjoy and something that makes me happy, which is one of 
you know, primary things in life. Absolutely right. It is. The so most I thing. thought, okay, since I always had a passion for photography, content creation, web design and marketing, I thought why combine all of that? I started my own company um, right after I came back to Gibraltar. Um, and a couple of years later, I met my now business partner, James Victor, mm-hmm. who is who amazing. I know very well. I uh, know you know very well. He's yes. an amazing guy and yes. amazing, and even, even better business person, amazing marketeer. Yes. And we kind of using each other's services. Yes. Um, he was using my photography and web design. Uh, I was using him for some of the market stuff I was doing. And we thought, mm-hmm. okay, what's, what, what can we do together mm-hmm. to create something that doesn't exist in Gibraltar? That's what I was going to say. So the aspiration yeah. for Kensho was to start a company and provide services to both local companies to start with, mm-hmm. but at the same time uh, cater for the high end of the of the market uh, international? Companies international yes so we decided to spend a bit of time mm. and put a team together yes um with the capabilities of doing that yeah so how do you how do you do that from little gibraltar um dots in the mediterranean to, 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 be honest, to the whole world because you've, yes. done, you've managed to do that we managed to do that in yeah. in the last three and a half years that we've put a company together i think the most important thing for james and i was not to rush it yes. grow the company organically yes and the key for us was to hire the right people because kensho mm. is not just me and james no. kensho is the team Mm-hmm. It's what makes Kensho is all the people mm-hmm. who are involved um, in the day-to-day stuff that we do, from our designers to our web developers. Mm-hmm. How, do you know, how do you know who to choose for your team? That's a, that's a good question. Um, there is a very wise saying, uh, hire slow, fire quick. And <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think we are kind of a fan of that quote. Um, so you, know, it's, you it's, think about who you hire. Yes, we kind of like to, turn, to run like small tests and everything. We get to know them as, as people. Mm. And to be 100% honest, I think we got extremely lucky mm. to manage to find the people we, we found. Most of them are local. Yes, but I've they noticed. have been they have been living abroad for quite some time, and yes, it was experience. just the right timing, yeah. really, when they decided to come back to Gibraltar. Yeah, uh, and we managed to um, to get them as as employees. And you're growing and growing because I've just been up to your office, and you've got even more people yes. than last time. <laughs> so, so how how many people do you have working for you now? So at the moment we are ten. Yeah. Uh, and we do have a partner company when it comes to the, I'll call it the crypto blockchain uh, development. We partner with them in Spain, in Cartagena, which I think is about, what, five or six hours from here? I don't know. We meet them usually in Granada, which is about three okay. and a half hours from us. So it's close so this by. is like a sister company? Yes, it's like, okay. a parent com- it's like, a parent, like a partner company where they work kind of exclusively with us when it comes right. to those projects. And to crypto. So it's about marketing crypto businesses. Um, correct. Right. And they do all the um, Web3 development, basically the, the coding, if I can call it like yeah. that, yeah. behind the platforms that we use to either market certain services or mm-hmm. help other companies market themselves. Okay. What makes Kensho different to any other company? I know in Jib you don't have many competitors, but there are more and more people setting up in mm-hmm. Jib now. Uh, that's an excellent question. What separates apart, I think, from... Not only Gibraltar, but abroad, um, usually people compare us with companies abroad, is the fact that we don't just sell a service. We don't just um, create brandings from scratch uh, for our companies, for the companies we work with. We tell a story. If a company is to work with us, we need to understand what their problem 
problems are, what they're trying to solve, why they want to do uh, certain things certain way. And the most important thing for us is to be able to create a narrative that will help them sell their products. It's not just, yes, we'll build a marketing campaign. Yes, we can rebrand your company and mm. we create a new branding, new visuals, new identity, tone of voice. But it's creating a story that helps their product and their services being sold to, to the public. Okay. Um, and, and why would you think somebody would hire you? Um, to I market think, their goods, like I say, think, say a little company in Jib, because I know you do them. I know some a friend of mine yeah. who's who's used you because I've seen all your advertising, <laughs> which which is very different. Stelios, honestly, uh, not just it's it's very cool and it's and it's innovative and it's and I suppose you have to keep up with the trend as well. How, Correct. How, how do you do that? I think we developed a reputation unintentionally. It yes. wasn't our intention, but. Um, we develop a reputation of taking, um, I'll say this bluntly, uh, very boring stuff and turning them into something cool, exactly what you just said. And again, we deal with um, many industries from automotive to uh, hospitality to mm-hmm. uh, trust and, and uh, financial companies. And we're trying to create something that will appeal to people. At the end of the day, if you understand what you're trying to achieve for a client. Um, mm. We do have the capability internally to basically accommodate anything. Yes, we do like to help, um, you know, local companies, but mm. our bread and butter, I'll say 80% of our, our clients are abroad, but we do we obviously so really, keep... Okay. Um, wow, that's, yes, that's quite pretty big. big. That's quite a big, yes. Yeah. And how, how do you market abroad? How Where do you... For, so, for example, social media does that for you? Actually, not no? really. Um, okay. For us, was word of mouth, hence why we decided to grow the company organically. Spend, instead of spending a lot of money on advertising and on social media, um, we focused on creating amazing work that the moment someone sees it, say, oh, wow, who's created this? Who is this Kenshin? Why yes. we have never heard about them? And it was all word of mouth, to be honest. Okay. So but, we created the network. How internationally? So people here who are not who are dealing with other companies, you I, mean? Yes. So in Gibraltar, we do have a few um, international clients who are based here, mm. and it started f- from them. Okay. From, yeah. So basically, uh, word of mouth. They yes. they have obviously clients internationally, and yes. it kind of expanded. We expand right. our network uh, through that. What motivates you to excel in this field? I think. Uh, personally, I think um, I, people uh, people who know me know that I work quite a lot of, of hours, uh, not by necessity, but um, I'm very passionate for what we kind of put together here the last few years. What motivates me the most is the capability we have to change um, someone's business for the better word. Let's say when we brand um, someone, we don't just create a brand for them. We actually change their future. We take our work very, very seriously, hence why some people are a bit shocked when we tell them that to to complete a marketing um, strategy, it takes us minimum a month or two months, depending on, on the on the scope. The brandings are the same. It takes us two to three months to put a branding together. Mm. Yes, people say, oh, but it takes you th- three months to create a logo and, and a brand identity. So yes, it does, because there is the research, then we move into mood boards. From mood boards, we need to get clients' feedback. From clients' feedback, 
we move into the, the actual uh, branding research and then the actual uh, branding implementation and then from that we present it to the client so it's a process to get these things done so instead of rushing to produce work that is um, it can be done in a week or two we rather take it um, a bit slower and produce something which is really unique um, mm. very different to what is out there and that's what really motivates me every single morning to get up and create something that is not really available out there how do you know it's unique what would define unique the, the customer's reaction <laughs> so we've got an internal let's say code that we use that um, a saying more than a code where if the client wouldn't present the, the um, anything any piece of work we do to a client uh, and they don't go Oh, oh, I love it. In the first three seconds, we lost the client. Um, for really? us, that, it's, that, very, that... It's, it's very rare for us. I know it sounds uh, weird, but for us, it's very rare that we we'll get Super interesting. Uh, negative feedback mm. because of that process. So mm -hmm. we have certain um, stages in the process we do things that kind of um, almost eliminates that negative comment, that negative impact, because the client has been part of that process since day one. And we, we learn to listen to what clients uh, are saying, wh what they like, what they don't mm -hmm. like, um, what they are, what they are, are trying to achieve based on you know, the deliverables that they want us to create. So mm -hmm. it was always a very interesting process of us fine-tuning those stages, those processes, mm -hmm. where the moment we present something, we're almost sure that the client is going to like it because it's been... <laughs> We only had really? one occasion that we really? had to do a revision. Well, that, but that, I was going to ask you that. Um, what what happens when when you get together with your team, yes. like you watching the movies, not like yes. it, and you decide what the strategy is going to yes. be? Emily in Paris, for example. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Make right? example, So yeah. she sits there and she says, this is how we're going to do it with her team. And then you present it to the customer and you see the faces drop and you're there. And it's like, what do you do? How do you win it back? How do you convince? Um, there was only one, one client from Israel, um, which is... Exactly. Mm. It happened exactly, exactly what you just said. No? Basically, we presented everything and they yeah. said, do you know what? This is not what we want. Yes. Yes. Um, well, uh, for us, it's, it's an easy argument because, like I said, we do have all the prep work before we present the final piece of work. And like I said, we prepare from questionnaires and we get the client's answers. Everything is documented. Documentation for us uh, is very, very important because it clears the communication between us and the client. Mm. And we just basically... Uh, went back to um, to the mood person, the questionnaires that we provided the client to the client for us to understand why they, they don't like it, what mm. else could we have done differently mm. for them to be satisfied with uh, with uh, with the work. Uh, and after going back and forth uh, for a few weeks, we job. we finally got it done, and they were happy. Have you ever been asked to do something like really weird? Um, not What's really. The, what, what is the weirdest, the, exactly, the strangest, yes, the strangest thing? I mean, we do have clients that they're not your conventional clients. I mean, we do have a client, actually, his branding is going to launch end of May. For example, this particular client caters um, artists, um, uh, celebrities, and um, athletes, for example, yeah. to get them into um, the Web3 space. So, for also, example... I don't even know what that is. <laughs> what on earth is Web3? That can be another podcast oh by itself. So, basically, the whole crypto space, basically. We can okay. call it like that. So, okay. anything from creation of um, personal brandings for them, that we do, obviously, is core uh, of, um, of, of the services we offer, to mm. marketing strategies, how they can, uh, you know, put themselves out there, 
in a completely different space. Uh, anything mm -hmm. from creating NFTs um, to creating a sustainable, uh, let's say, uh, marketing, um, I'll say concept where they can market themselves in a such a way that it becomes sustainable over time. Because yeah. a lot of people can make very quick uh, cash in the crypto industry, but sustaining it and building a business model where it can be uh, sustainable over a, year, a first year, mm. second year, third year, mm. it's a challenge. And that's where really um, this client uh, oh. comes in. So yes, we had to create... It's a different. A it's a very different. different it's very niche mm. because his market you're, you're is... dealing with people as well. Exactly. Not. So it's that 1%. Mm. And this goes back to one of the previous questions you asked. Is that why do people come to us? I think they come to us, uh, both to James and I, because they like us as people. You yeah. need to get along with the people you work with. You, you uh, have the right skills. The right, otherwise, yeah. it's not going to come Absolutely. together. You so, need to be a people person to exactly. be able to deal with other people exactly. and sell it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, how do you deal with stress? Do you get stressed? Um, initially, when we, when we first put the company together, there was a little bit of, I'll, I'll not call it stress, the unknown element that this is going to work, this is not going to work because it was mm. very early stages. But I think um, I'm very fortunate to have James as my business partner. Mm. He's an amazing person and even more amazing uh, professional. Calm. He's the opposite of me. Absolutely. I think that's why, Absolutely. I think that's why, that's why we work together. That. Um, you're, like, you're very hyper and he's um, very, very chill. high energy and he's James very is very chill. chill. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. two complement each other very, very mm. well. And I think with careful, uh, careful planning, and the right execution plus, we both kind of uh, strive to achieve the same things. We have the same goals in life and that work very, very well for us. Um, we didn't put the company together for the money, which was great. Yeah. And that's why we didn't stop advertising. We took it slow. We wanted to build the team, um, first and foremost, to have that capability to serve those you know, high-end clients as opposed to, yes, maybe the first year we hire a lot of people and then we make mm -hmm. a quick buck here and there, but it wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't the goal. The goal was to create a... Something different. Something different. A boutique-style agency where companies come to us because they identify that they have certain things they need to improve or yeah. change and they come to us because of the quality of work. And obviously, the challenge of the cake for us is that with all of our clients, we end up being very good friends, which yes. is, I think, another important factor here. Like I said, you need to be able to get along with the people you work with. And mm. building last, uh, you know, long, long relationships is what core, I think no? is, core is core to... Because it's an ongoing thing that you're going to exactly. be doing for them. That is what you're, I suppose, looking for. Exactly. Plus, I, I like my clients to have the ability to need something and pick up the phone, call yes. me and James and say, guys, this is what we need. Yeah. Can we get it done? Or not? Or not. Yes. And that's it. What I was going to ask you that leads on, what gives you the biggest buzz? Uh, you personally? In terms of? No, just in terms of having a business like this. Oh. Is it is it getting the deal? No. Is it, it's is it, is meeting it the people. Ah. It's meeting the people. Like you said before, I'm like you. Yeah, yeah. I like to meet people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like to, you know, build a network where we can almost accommodate anyone and anything, any need, any service that, any product that they want to build. And I like people, I like to talk to people. And for me, that's what excites me the most. I like to meet people. I like to know their backgrounds and everything, what they've done in life, in life and, you know, what they want to go. Because I guess you have to be a little bit intuitive. 
I think you have to be a very good listener to do that. And, and are I, you? And I will say that I'm a better <laughs> listener than the figure of people because sometimes you cannot know. But um, yeah, I'll say I'm a good listener. Um, I like to, like, hence why I like people, I like to talk to people, I like to mm. listen to. And I, like I always tell my team, you can only learn from people who have done very well in their selected fields mm. and they have the experience and they know how because not everything goes according to plan you know mm -hmm. most of this i'll say 75 percent of the time things go according to plan but that 25 percent, that 20 25 percent is from what you learn from when things go go wrong or you mm -hmm. have a difficult situation that you need to get out of um, and that's where you really kind of learn at the instance of the business so for me i like to meet people, listen to uh, their past experience, what they've mm -hmm. done in life, what they haven't done. And that's how I think um, I like to run the business. Run, run the business yeah. What have you learned the most from this job? From Kenjo specifically? Or well, both. I'll say... As a person, how have you grown as a person? And from from having Kensho, what, what has it, how has it made you I be think better? It, it, I'm, a, I'm not going to say that it made me better, but I think the, only, the main thing that I've kind of identified and learned um, very well, I'll say through the last 15 years that I've been here, more or less, um, mm -hmm. is to adapt. Things mm -hmm. can change very, very quickly, as we've seen with COVID and the financial crisis of 2008. So yeah, yeah we started 2008, 2014, mm -hmm. then the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what taught me the most um, is to be able to adapt, change mm. very quickly, adapt either pers on personal life or professional life. The fact that uh, we can adapt very, very quickly um, to different events, I think, is is key. Well, how do you keep it real? Um, I think it comes down to how my parents raised me, to be honest. Um, I come from humble beginnings. I mean, um, we never had, like... Um, my parents earned my salary, so we never had anything extreme. We yeah. always had nice stuff, but nothing ultra luxury, if I can call it like that. Yeah. Um, and I think it comes down to how um, I, I got raised from a young age. Mm -hmm. And I had to take care of my sister and my cousin because I'm the oldest one. Um, but from me to, let's say, to my sister and my cousins, we've got anything from five to 15 years different. So being the oldest, I ha always had to kind of take care of other people. And I think that's kind of what keeps me kind of grounded. I always care about people, uh, either my, my employees, my friends, my family. Um, if I can help in any way, I like to help. If your clients, friends could describe you in, in a word too, what would you say they would say about you? I think they would find it a bit difficult <laughs> with one or two words, but um, I'll say high energy. Yes, I would say uh, that too. <laughs> I would I'll say, say high energy. I'll say high energy. Um, lots of passion. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Greek at, this, at the end of the day. Yeah. Lots of you passion. You have the Mediterranean and, and, and love in general. I love people. I love what I do. And yeah. I will never do anything that I don't feel passionate or I don't have love for. I think life is way too short. Yes. And yes, yes, uh, yes, we yes. need to do things that, um, mm. that we love yeah. and that makes us happy. So have you ever asked yourself, the title of this podcast is Why Bother? Have you ever asked yourself that question somewhere along the line? Like, why have I bothered with all this? Um, actually, I've never thought about it like that. I was always a fan of do good, help other people mm. and one way or another, 
life will always give it back to you. And for me, it kind of worked um, very well up to now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if I can help in any way, even if I don't have either financial gain or anything to gain um, mm-hmm. from it, I like to help people as much as I can. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I'll call it either fame or money or recognition is not really what drives me. Like I said before, happiness is what motivates me and what drives me the most, mm-hmm. either through uh, personal stuff or business. Mm. As far as I'm happy and I'll, I like well, to do, yes, everything. I like to do what, what I like to do in life. Then yeah. and that's... you have an understanding wife who allows you to yes. do. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, exactly. But now and again, you can take her on a little on a little nice holiday. Exactly, I love my holidays, as you know. Um, yeah. When you work long hours, yes. you need that break um so uh, why bother i think i bother because of happiness i want to be happy that's why i bother that's why i bother doing what i do here at kensho Mm. working long hours going um 10 trips a year so i can switch off and everything from the madness of 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 the industry that we work on um uh, but at the same time just help people i I love i love to help people do you give back to the community here in gym as much as we can um Like I said, most of our um, businesses, many abroad, but again, we should never forget where um, we come from originally. Mm. Uh, I feel Gibraltar is like home now after mm. so many years. So yeah, if we can have, if we can have and help local other clients or friends, uh, okay. for sure, by all means. Um, one last question. Yeah, should I? It's a bit crazy. <laughs> okay. If you were on a desert island, yes, who would you choose to be with and why? Oh, that's an easy one for me. Um, since the first day <clears throat> I saw my wife, I said, um, you have to be my wife. From uh, the first From day. the first moment I, we I, met. I could imagine it. For the first know. moment, basically. How did you, where did you meet her? Actually, that's a good question. I used to play saxophone. Um, yes. So and you I, don't anymore? Um, a bit. I'm a little bit. Mm. Uh, work takes priority. Mm. So, uh, plus, you know, the music scene in Gibraltar is, is a bit small. So, um, I used to play, um, you know, on, what's the name? Um, Elias Hotel? Yes. Back in the day? Yes, on a Thursday on a evening. Thursday evening. Yes. So, ah. I, uh, one of our uh, friends, used to play trumpet um said to me oh she's my friend she likes you go talk to her and he said to her he's my friend he likes you go talk to her but um we didn't know each other and he didn't know her at all and i looked at nicole and she was like she was looking at me and i was looking at her and the moment she got up and you know she flicked her hair and everything i was like oh my god (laughs) you're stunning so i dropped my saxophone i went straight up to her and i said look Tomorrow morning, I said my address. I'm cooking, bring dessert, and she was like, "Okay, sure." So this Just is my like number, that. and I end up married. <laughs> but how uh, many years have you been married? Uh, we have been married for seven years now. So wow. we have been together for 13 since I came here, and we have been married for seven years. But yes, what a nice story. deserted islands. It will be her, uh, her for sure. Yeah. Her and your watches. <laughs> and your watches. How funny. Well, thanks a million, no, thank Stelios, for being here. Much appreciated. And we'll speak to you soon, I hope. Thank, thank you very much. Take care. You've been listening to Series 3 of my podcast, which is called Why Bother? It's a question I've often asked myself, and I'm sure you have too. And I wanted to speak to people about their journeys to success, why they've bothered. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a big thank you, too, to artist Beatrice Garcia for designing the podcast icon. Her website is beatricegarcia.com. Thank you for listening, and please like and rate the show. And should you want to get in touch, my email is rougechip 
at gmail.com.